Welcome to the Anchor Daily Podcast. We are so excited for the next 21 days of prayer and fasting as we enter into 2023. During this time, we encourage each of you to take advantage of the resources shared and to actively participate in prayer and fasting. Let's be encouraged and look forward to this journey with anticipation and faith in what God will do. Join us as we seek the Lord and discover what He has for us in this new year. Hey everyone, Scott Chambers here. Over the past two weeks, we've been talking about God's generosity and the generosity of the gospel. We've learned that generosity is rooted deeply in God's heart, and that's why the gospel is so generous. In this last week, we turn the spotlight on our own hearts. How's our generosity? In 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, the Apostle Paul gives the Corinthian church, which was fairly well off, some great teaching on generosity. He starts by pointing out that the Gentile churches in Macedonia were giving generously to support the church in Jerusalem, even though they themselves were quite poor. Many Jewish believers in Jerusalem were disowned by their families and blacklisted so they couldn't get work. Paul writes that the Macedonians' generosity was the result of God's grace that had been poured out on them. As a result, these young believers were full of joy and they gave sacrificially. This is really important because most of us humans are pretty stingy at heart. We like to keep things for ourselves. But when the grace of God gets a hold of us, God's generosity comes out. Zacchaeus is a great example of this. He's described as a wealthy chief tax collector for the Roman government. But in Luke 19, he has a life-changing encounter with Jesus and declares to him, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I am giving to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I'm giving back four times as much. Notice also in verse 5 of 2 Corinthians 8 that Paul says of the Macedonian believers, they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. These folks had committed their lives to the Lord. They saw the situation in Jerusalem and prayed about it, and God directed them to give generously to help meet the need. And they obeyed. Paul then writes that through Titus, he's urging the Corinthians to excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in love. See that you excel in this act of grace also. He finishes this portion by bringing it back to Jesus, reminding the Corinthians that Jesus gave it all for them, becoming poor so they could be rich in salvation. This teaching speaks volumes to us today. Money is a major league stronghold in our American culture. But as God's grace is shed abroad in our hearts, and as the Holy Spirit lives in and through us, he desires to give generously through us. But he can't do so if we hold back. Jumping ahead to chapter 9, Paul writes, Now I say this, The one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the one who sows generously will also reap generously. Each one must do just as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace overflow to you, so that, always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. God wants to see our treasure grow, our treasure in heaven, that is. Jesus taught his disciples in Matthew 6, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and 
rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. If we take him at his word on this, God will abundantly bless us with the joy that comes from obeying him, and he will meet our physical needs. As Jesus said in Matthew 6:33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Learning to give generously is a big part of becoming more like Jesus, which at the end of the day is what discipleship is all about. How we spend our money is a good indicator of what's truly important to us. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew 6, 21. So let's covenant together to place the entirety of our lives, including our money, under the Lordship of Christ. As we yield to him, he will lavish his grace upon us, fill us with joy, and guide us as we seek to invest our time, talent, and treasure in his kingdom. Let's pray. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Father, you have been so good to us by freely giving us the gift of your Son. His life on earth was full of generosity, and his sacrificial death on the cross was the ultimate priceless gift that makes it possible for us to be forgiven of our sins and enter into eternal relationship with you. As we seek to grow up in you, Lord, help us give back to you what you have given to us, that you might use us and our resources for your purposes. We yield to you, Lord. Please lead us in how we steward what you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on this 21 day of prayer and fasting journey. We hope that you've been encouraged and moved. As we continue to rely on God and listen to his word, we pray that you've been filled with his presence and guidance. May God continue to bless our journey and guide us in the weeks to come. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast for more updates and encouraging us.